Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Ha-ha! And welcome to the big show. What a big, big week. What a big weekend we have coming. Holy cow, yeah. We have a, we have a huge weekend coming. We have uh, multiple surprise potential guest stars, if they remember to call in. Um, and uh, But right now, I want to open uh, with our caller who's on the line. Caller... Caller, caller, are you there? Yes. The caller is here. It is Pauly the Mole Sibelia. Yes, it is. Producer of the powerful Daniel Baldwin show here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. He's not the producer, but yes, go ahead. He's not the producer? He refuses to be called the producer. He refuses to be called the producer? Co- uh, Pauly, are, are you the producer or not? I am the operations manager of ESPN Radio. <laughs> yeah, see, he's not your producer. So wait a second. So I'm kind of glad that this is gone. So you're really not my boss anymore. You're just the operations manager at the station, and I'm a free agent, and I don't work for you. No, I I manage <laughs> the station. Yeah, I still do the same job, but I'm not. Neil is your producer. Neil. <laughs> oh, you're doomed. Forrest <laughs> is my producer. You are doomed. What happened? What happened to the potential of this show? <laughs> Let me read the following email that I received last night. Paulie is the September employee of the month, works nonstop with ESPN on air, travels to all Syracuse games near and far, dealing with part-timers and high-profile radio personalities with no breaks. As one voter commented, he's a very hard worker, even though nobody really knows what it is exactly that he does around here. Congrats on being September employee of the month. Ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Paulie Sibelia. Major. September. Paulie, do you have an acceptance speech? Do you want to talk about this a little bit? I would like to thank myself. I think it was very well deserved. I've done very good things for all of you peasants out there. And I uh, and I would like to thank Daniel Baldwin for allowing me to be on the show. Wow. Thank you. Wow, way to grease me up before yeah. I bury you. He likes um, it. So, I, I'm I going to say thank you to Matt Park on his show. Yeah. So, so when they say <laughs> when they say in this uh, uh, that you travel to all Syracuse games near and far, that has nothing to do with ESPN, does it? Uh, no, but it has. There you see, go. So let, let, me, let me let me hang on, hang on. Let me write. Let me let me take that out as one of the reasons why you won because it has nothing to do with us. Then, well, see, then you don't understand what I do for a living. Yeah, well, well, no, I'm just speaking about the award itself. If you win an Oscar, ladies and our, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, our, uh, I beg your pardon, just back from an acquisition of diamond mines in <laughs> Africa, fresh off the Learjet, the great one, the great Ed Levine has wow. stepped into the booth honoring us with his presence. This is a rarity, but he has come in because he realizes the magnitude of this award going out. Mr. Levine, thank you for coming on the show. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. This train has gone off the rails. It absolutely has. It absolutely has. This I was not opposed to this idea of this mm-hmm. award back mm-hmm. when when they came to me with it. 
but it has clearly gone off the rails. Well, what value does it have now? I mean, if now that Pauly has won it, it's completely right, valueless. Exactly. <laughs> I used to wonder if I was ever going to win it. Now I want to avoid my name even being mentioned. It should be named after me. Pauly wants it named after him, apparently. I've had three people. so many times. Well, I've had, I've had three people this morning. Ask me to uh, take their name out of consideration. <laughs> I understand. No, I understand that. That 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 the is... luster is off of it. I'll tell you that much. Well, well, uh, you know, uh, you missed at the very beginning as I read the email that came to me that it talks about. Uh, he travels to all Syracuse games near and far, and I said, "Well, that has nothing to do with us. That's another job the guy has." Yeah. So the guy gets paid to work for somebody else while I'm also paying him currently on our payroll. Right. That's a hell of a scam. Part-time Polly. Part-time Polly. That's the great. That's his. That's his name. Is that his nickname? Part-time Polly. I've never heard that. I love that nickname. Okay, wait a second. But then here's the one that I kind of took offense to. Of course, maybe my ego is too big when I think I'm included in this. But it says, dealing with part-timers and high-profile radio personalities with no breaks. Polly doesn't deal with any of the callers that come in this show. I get the brunt of all that. Yes, correct. So who are we talking about? Matt Park? Oh, <laughs> oh Matt Park's God. pretty high. He's pretty high. He's a high maintenance fella. I'll right, tell you that. Right. Much. So yeah. Paul, you, you, you got to deal with Matt Park and some of the other guys because you don't deal with anybody. I do. You're Alex, little little buddy. You're Gilligan. <laughs> You're my brother's Gilligan. Well, Gilligan just won Employee of the Month award. <laughs> Gilligan did. Gilligan and a hundred dollar bonus and a, and a bonus day off. So I think there is a way to fix this. Yeah, yeah what is okay. it? Okay, I, I think we have to come up with another name for the award. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I would like you, Daniel, to be the new chairman of this award because this has clearly gone off the tracks. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that you're coming from the outside, you can evaluate everybody here. Maybe you have a committee of, you know, Josh and Seth and, and others that mm-hmm. can determine – I, how worse can we do if you two are determining employee of the month and what we're doing? Yeah, exactly right. right. You can't do a lot of worse. So the bar has been set so low. Why not have you guys decide the employee of the month? And is there the any quarter? kind of auditing that will stop Daniel and I from just voting ourselves in? Uh, uh, well, yeah, that would be a little tacky. Oh, okay, gotcha. Would, All right. Well, well you know, I, I think... Can gr- I say something? Unfortunately. Yeah, no, not really. But go ahead. Go ahead, we'll let you chime in. This will require you being in the office more than an hour. What? If you have inquiry, oh, because he doesn't want me to, 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 oh. to put myself in. What you don't realize, Mr. Sebelia, is that on the side, I'm doing many, many things like visiting sponsors, places of business, saving lives in the, with, with the opioid epidemic that goes on here, and continuing to be, to be an actor and member of the Baldwin royalty family. Thank you. Um, so, with, so with that said to you, sir, um, I would think that this job mm-hmm. is for that quieter guy or girl here that behind the scenes yes. is is working hard to give them that incentive and say how much we appreciate that work that doesn't appear on the radio and doesn't appear out in the open in the public. Sure. That, that to me was what the target of this was. So you take a guy like, uh, uh, or one of the gals, you know, the salespeople that's crushed it this month, you yes. know, and, they, and re-signed a few people, brought into some new business and they're really doing the right thing because listen, this is a business. So, you know, the train, we want to talk about coming off the rails. It's those guys in marketing that go in here and sign these clients that give us an opportunity to make our salaries and be on the radio that's to right. start. So, I really thought that the order was that. The fact that Paulie ran it, either we had a bad marketing month <laughs> or somebody or somebody has a big imagination. <laughs> or it just went off the rails. Yeah, it or did. Went off it, the rails. It, it did. It's obviously lost its its, its So Mr. Chairman, do you accept your uh, new post? 
I accept. I, I am honored to be a member of this of this new committee. Good, Josh. With, I would with like your to, executive vice president, Mr. Josh. I'm happy to have you be a part of and, it. And I'd like to bring in in Seth. Uh, I think he's a an unbiased opinion, yes. a fresh look yes. at oh this award. <laughs> now, sure, I'll help you out. <laughs> as 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 my first order of business that I want to put out there to be considered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would be that at any time, if someone who has won the award, they have to forfeit the award. There's a possibility of having to forfeit the award. You know, you don't just get it based on what you did last month. You got to back it up. So, with your dealing of all your high-profile celebrities while you're on the road four days to Clemson, when you could have flown there in 28 minutes. So, so you know, these are things that I'm going to consider in my pulling before they write that check, and and making sure that you don't get that day off. You better keep it up, pal. That's right. There is a check involved. I already got the money. Twenty chicken nuggets of that money. He's the worst. We have to rescind this award. I have rescinding power within thirty days. Something needs to be done. Yeah, we can always dock your pay a hundred bucks, pal. September isn't over. How did he get it already? Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's not over. Yeah, that's true. And we got a couple of minutes, and while we have the treat of having Ed, you know, for for those people out there who may not realize. Ed Levine comes from a you know decades of of broadcasting and sports, and he is quintessential Syracuse athletics. We're going in, and I have said this, and I even told you, Clemson's a rough place to get to if you're going to fly. And I know with your schedule, this is going to be a tough game for you to go to with business that you have on the table right now. But I have had, the, I kept calling it the perfect storm. Listen, they let this kid go. He, they knew he was leaving. Granted. I'll give some kudos to the Clemson staff of giving him the option before he gets past four games. They got a freshman quarterback who's played well, but if he gets hurt or anything happens to him, man, oh man, is there an opportunity for some low hanging fruit down in Clemson this week? Well, weekend. it's not even if he gets hurt. Uh, you know, when you're the when you're the backup, there's no more popular figure in sports than the backup quarterback. When you're the guy, all of a sudden, you know, there's things that our defensive scheming can do to the, he may not have seen before. Mm-hmm. It, it's a wild card. I mean. Apples to apples, Clemson should win, you know, eight out of ten times they play Syracuse at Clemson. But, you know, that's not 100%. I mean, ESPN has it. Uh, I heard Coach Baber say today that it was, you know, 95, 94, 95% chance of winning the game. That's not 100%. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it wasn't 100% last year. The, the only thing I think that works against us, we're not going to sneak up on them this year, you know, because of last year. But the freshman quarterback, I don't disagree with you. I think it puts a wild card in there. But – you know, we don't have to win this game to come out looking very good. I mean, if we put points on the board and, you know, you lose by a couple touchdowns, it's Clemson. Yeah. It's Clemson. Um, the, the reality is we're, we're a good team. Maybe mm-hmm. we're not a top five team yet, but we're, we're a really good team. Well, I think the thing that has jumped up and grabbed everybody is we're a lot better than what preseason we thought we were. Oh, be. that's by for far. sure. By far. And so, you know, there, there's a, um, a certain target that gets put on the on your back when you're one of you know 19 undefeated teams left in yeah. the country yeah. and so somebody's not going to be undefeated after saturday but if there was ever a scenario yeah. I, i'm not a huge Dabo swinney fan i remember for me it ended when there was a story about a recruit that was going to go to ohio state who had signed his letter of intent and sweeney himself went to visit the kid and said hey not for nothing he told the parents this this is what it's quoted from the parents anyway of saying um you know, look, I don't know how long Urban Meyer's really going to be the head coach of Ohio State. And he, he fed this to the family. Like, he may leave while your kid is there and retire or whatever he's whatever he put. And I thought, what a sneaky, sleazy. You know, I, I, I'm not you saying know, that. You know, that happens. I, on the counter to that, the fact of what he did last year, 
after we beat him, and at the time thought that we cost him a chance at the national championship. They did get into the, um, the playoff. But the fact that he went into our locker room and was humble and said, hey, you guys just beat us, that, that to me is a counter to that. That to me is the worst moment of his, of his career recently. He had the, the, you know, the, the, the sack to go in there mm-hmm. and, to, and to congratulate us. I, I think that speaks to – I think he's a classic guy. And they're, they're okay. a great program. They're a great so, program. So you and I are much closer to age than these two. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to you a little bit more on this, and then we'll finish up this segment. And that is, whatever happened, though, to the, to the four years this kid committed Kelly – Going into his fourth year, he's the starter. Started all last year. The kid's twenty six and two as a starter, including the Syracuse game is one of those losses, and then the, the the playoff game. Otherwise, he's won every game. And you go in there and you say, "We're going another way." I mean, talk about screwing a kid who's given you know. I mean, they really did. Uh, it's I, a business, though. You've got to play the best available guy. And if somebody comes in and, and earns it and, and gives you, the, you know, I mean, they're not playing to win. Let's face it. They're not playing to, to win on Saturday or win the ACC title. They're playing to beat Alabama for the national championship. Mm-hmm. That's that's their goal. And, you know, obviously Dabo thinks that this young guy is going to give him a better chance at playing for the national championship. Now, maybe he does, but maybe in the midst of doing that, Syracuse sneaks up on him on Saturday and beats him. Mm-hmm. Maybe they still get to play Alabama. They did last year, but you know, um, maybe we can get in there in between and, and, and get a W on Saturday. I'm looking for the at the top of his throw. Don't want him to get hurt bad, but tweaking the ankle at the top of a throw or something, and then and then wholly backfired that they let Kelly. Yeah. Down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I don't even think we need that. I think you've got a freshman out there, and you know, for every Lamar Jackson that comes down the pike as a freshman. There's 25 guys that are high school Americans that had shaky starts as freshmen. Mm-hmm. A freshman is a freshman is a freshman. You know, uh, let's take our chances on Saturday. There, listen, there's only one team in the country that's going that has a chance to be Clemson on Saturday, and that's Syracuse. University. You got it, baby. You oh. got it, baby. Out of the lips of the great one. I love it. Possibility, you're still there. Or are you munching out some uh, hundred dollar tacos? Yeah. He's, got, he's got nuggets. You got anything else for us going out, Paul? You're actually talking sports for us. <laughs> yeah, see what happens when we get you out of here? Uh-huh. We get the great one. I got a, a wide open seat for the great one every day, my friend. Somebody who's sports savvy who's not eating fast food on the road all the time. Hang up on Paulie. We got to yeah, stay on schedule up, for Levitard. We're done. All right, so we got, uh, we're going to do some So What coming in the next segment. And then look out for a celebrity prognosticator with a special guest going national on the Dan Levitard Show at the half hour. We'll be right back. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now. And welcome back to the big show. Are we going to play So What? We're going to jump into a little So What. I don't know if he has the music. Do you have the music up? No, it's all right. I'm it's so fun. excited. Oh, it's Seth time is good. I, um, I just can't hide it. Seth is good. I'm about to lose control and I just can't. Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. You understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. I have a question yes, before sir. we go into So What. Yes, sir. Has anyone ever won Employee of the Month and then retired? Because I'm kind of feeling Seth in the room. You're feeling them? Oh, you're feeling them? I'm kind of feeling stuff in the room. There's people who have won Employee of the Month and then they're fired afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible. Let's get to it, Josh. Currently, Syracuse is a plus 25 and a half for the Clemson game tomorrow. You know, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Never take an underdog unless you feel they can win the game outright because that means they're playing to win the game. Sadly, when you see these lines that are, you know, 
Oklahoma in their prime playing, you know, Iowa State when they were terrible, and Oklahoma's a 48-point favorite, and you're thinking, well, I got to take Iowa State. That's just, that's two touchdowns per quarter, blah, blah. That's not the way it goes, because a team is not going, if they, if they have not, they don't have a possibility of winning the game, they're going to yank a lot of their guys to keep them healthy as early as the mid-third quarter. So, um, Syracuse is not in that situation. Um, I think Syracuse actually could win this game if the dominoes fall a certain way with this with a freshman quarterback, particularly if he get, if, if he has to go out for any significant minutes because of any kind of injury. Boy, are they in trouble! They got a walk on and they got a true freshman. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's what they have down there. So he's he, Sweeney has rolled a big set of bones on this right now because. He's gambling. Of course, he's home, and he's against a team that if you're going to do it, you know, I think, as Ed said earlier, you're going to win eight out of ten times at least in Clemson under this scenario. But if this kid gets hurt, if there's a hiccup of any kind, or they can throw some packages at him that confuse him, man, this could be a really interesting game. We'll have to do our picks at the end of the show, but do you think they cover? We already picked. We did? Did we pick yesterday? Yeah, we we did. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah, we picked yesterday. Yep. Last what do you night, got? What do you got? I, I need an opinion from Seth. I like I like Syracuse <laughs> with that number. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, I think to your point, I think that they do. I think they're going to go down there and win. Probably not, but like they could, right? And, and I think that they'll be playing to win. Certainly, to your point. So yeah, I, I like them with that number. Yeah, they cover. Forrest, where are you? Right, they won't lose by twenty five. They won't lose by that much. They'll cover. They'll keep it wow. close. They'll cover. It scares me that everyone thinks that now. Last night, Jared Goff threw for 465 yards and five touchdowns to propel the Rams past the Vikings. That's definitely not a so what, but I got to tell you something. I I came up with the word. I, I was up till 1 o'clock in the morning thinking about this game, thinking about what happened. I can't, can't stand when something falls right on the line. It was a seven-point game. It ended up seven. And Seth brought up a great point. How many people jumped out of their out of their chairs when they made that two-point conversion. They killed people. <laughs> killed people. Mm-hmm. But but the, the word that I came up with is sustainability. And I, I, for both teams, for both teams, are you going to gamble that Goff can throw? He threw two, tu- two of those five touchdown passes were absolutely in a window that, you know, it was a key going into a keyhole is how tight a window it One was. One was, what, 70 yards? Something for 70 no, yards? No, but when, yeah. when I say that, Josh, I'm talking about the availability of where oh, the ball yeah. was delivered. Yeah. It was it was delivered on exactly the only spot it could be. I don't know as good as he's playing any quarterback can drop balls in the way he did consistently. So what I what I would really think about, and, and the thing that troubles me for both of these teams— Minnesota bounces back after playing terrible offense against the Buffalo Bills, and they show that they are a, a, an NFC title caliber team on offense. But man, they're like movie ticket takers on defense. These guys blaze them in the air again. And Josh Allen beat them up in the air also. They've got a real problem in the defensive secondary. And if they're going to get involved in track meets all the time, they're going to have to score 45 points a game to win more than half the games they have left. Minnesota has a terrible problem. And by the way, the Rams did not look great on defense either. They didn't. So what happens when the Rams play against you know a Bears team that only lets up 11 points a game and and really put, really messes with the passer. You know, I I don't think we saw that from Goff. I'm not taking anything away from his performance, but I think that both of those teams have a real real bunch of work to do on the defensive side of the ball. I think the Rams will be de- okay defensively. They had only allowed 36 points in three games coming into last night, so I, I think they met a really good offense, and, and that's what happened. I think the Rams are a really good team. Uh, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. And, and I you, think they're really good. And you say that. Uh, um, 
But when you look at it, you look at it and you say, Buffalo, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah. there's there's teams that can can really exploit you on, on any given Sunday in this league. They're that good. Hey, by the way, here was something that came to me and tell me if this is a weird thought, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure that I'm right about this. What is Goff's first name? Jared. 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 Do you get the relationship? No. Jared. Are any of you old enough to know this? If I said this to Levine, I guarantee he'd go, wait a minute. So in the movie Heaven Can Wait, mm-hmm. Warren Beatty plays this guy who's riding his bicycle through one of those tunnels on Ma- uh, going, going over the Malibu Pass, and he gets supposedly hit by a car, and the angel grabs him off the bike before the truck hits him, and the angel makes a mistake. The guy would have been able to steer his bicycle. So he got he wants to get into the body of somebody else that's a pretty good athlete. So he buys the Los Angeles Rams, and his name is something Jarrett, and he's the quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams. That's pretty cool. Come on, man. It's from Heaven Can Wait. I'm going to save my other two for the uh, backside of this because we do got to get to Lebertards. Let's hit some spots, Seth, and come back. This is Daniel Baldwin Trail on Let's ESPN do it. Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now. And we're back. We're going to go back after that momentous appearance by Jane Baldwin, my sister, covering for the fact that Alec was busy in a meeting today. Um, <laughs> uh, but we pulled it off. Pulled it off. Jane went with her mascot theory. But we're going to go back and we're going to finish up on So What, Josh. Continue, please. So not only did the Vikings lose to the Rams last night, but long snapper Kevin McDermott lost part of his finger during the team's loss, he his pinky got stuck in another player's face mask, face mask, and ripped off the end of his pinky. Okay, Ooh. now now that's a guy in battle that will come in second place, and definitely not a so what. Comes in second place to one of my favorite all time manly men stories. You do know the story of Ronnie Lott? I don't, but I'd like to hear it. Yes. Okay, now this is a great story. So Ronnie Lott, perennial defensive back for the San Francisco 49ers gets a helmet-to-helmet with his finger in the middle and crushes his pinky. I mean, crushes the tip of it, almost beyond repair. So they they take him. Now, they're on their way into the NFC Finals against the Giants. And then this, obviously, is the play-in to get into the Super Bowl. So the surgeon looks at his finger and says, well, listen, we're going to have to open it up from the top and drive a rod through it. You probably won't be able to bend it anymore, but we can save the finger it's going to be a, a long rehab thing. You know, the, the bone is crushed. And laughingly, the surgeon says to Lot, or we could cut the tip of your finger off, put a cap on it, and you could play next week. He didn't, without, without even a blink, Lot went, cut it off. And the guy looked at him and said, no, no, I was kidding. But no, cut the whole digit of my finger off, put a metal cap on it, and tape it up. I'm playing against the Giants. And he had them amputate the top of his finger for the rest of his life <laughs> so he can play in this game. Now, these guys are men. That's when there were men playing the game, when you could hit a quarterback. It's not a so what. You hear that in hockey all the time, too. Guys will get like you know their face cut open, go in the back room, get yeah, sewed up, and come oh, back yeah. out. When Sidney Crosby got took a puck to the jaw, he had them just put something on. He was back out there in 10 minutes. Sew it up. They're down four teeth. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. don't care. They don't care. <laughs> doesn't matter. So there's no corn in the cob in the diet for the next few months. By the way, Who the cares? general consensus on Twitter right now is that Jane might be coward this week. And 
Levitard might be stuck with Jane Baldwin for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> with the, with the, the mascot theory. The mascot theory. theory. Did you hear Jane explaining what her tiebreaker is? I love this the best. <laughs> yeah. So she goes mascot against mascot. Now, obviously, she can shape this into a titan. A titan doesn't get a weapon. So it's a titan against an eagle. The eagle rips the titan's eye out. It's blinded and then pecks away and eats the rest of them. That's Jane's theory. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's going mascot. But if it's a tie... If Jane can't make up the decision, she looks up the colors of the team, and and the tiebreaker is what her favorite, more her favorite color is, what color she likes better. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. You can watch gambles around the world doing it's it. Brilliant. Watch. All right. Finally, uh, Mr. Baldwin, CC Sabathia was so angry that he beamed a hitter, and it cost him five hundred thousand dollars. Now, what was happening? I guess he was in the middle of an uh, just two innings shy of insert uh, earning a five hundred thousand dollar incentive based bonus. Before he was ejected from yesterday's game at Tropicana Field, he entered Thursday's game having pitched 148 innings this season. All he had to do was make it to 155 innings to receive the bonus. Now, after the and maybe Seth knows a little bit more. I have the audio. After the Rays pitcher beamed a Yankee, CC went out and did what the Yankees are supposed to do, and he beamed a Ray. But yes. that cost him. That cost him. He got ejected yep. for that. Essentially, yeah. Uh, they threw high and tight on the catcher after mm-hmm. CC had hit somebody. I think not on purpose. Okay. And then they yeah. threw high and tight on the Yankee catcher. CC nearly ran out of the dugout when that happened. Right. Which, yep. which would have you know been problematic. And the officials uh, <laughs> warned them both. <laughs> right. Yep. And so the first pitch of the next inning, he was two innings shy of this five hundred thousand dollar bonus. And on the very first pitch, he hits the batter. He had only thrown 50-something pitches through five innings. He was rolling. He was coasting. He had a near-no-hitter. He would have gotten there easy. But uh, after the game, he was asked about it, by the way. He said, you know, he was asked, like, you know, you cost yourself half a million dollars. He said he doesn't make decisions based yeah. on money. But that's he said all... you got to do what you got to do. And, do and you think he knew right. that? So, I don't think he knew do that. Do you think he knew that he was going to throw? Probably not in the moment. I don't think yeah, yeah. he knew he he missed the bonus in the moment. I mean, when somebody says something to you afterwards, obviously, you're like, oh, right, I did have that. I don't Different think... reports say CC Sabathia is worth about $200 million. So in the bigger picture, it's probably sense. not a ton of money, but still five hundred grand. Five hundred G five hundred grand. That's a lot of. Guilt. I think the catcher who got thrown in on, uh, I, I think he deserves to owe him something. Something, right? I think he needs to get him something. But th- I bring this up because I want to ask you, Daniel. Yeah. Most expensive mistake you've ever made. Ooh. Whew. Wow. Where does that begin? Bean a guy for five hundred thousand dollars. And by so- the way, a little stat for baseball nerds. The only pitch he threw over 90 miles an hour all night was the one that he hit the guy with. It was 92 <laughs> miles an hour. Love it. So does that, when you say biggest mistakes, is that like just like a Most one? Most expensive mistake. Well, I mean, you know, there's been marriages that cost me millions. <laughs> you know I, mean? I was going to make that joke. <laughs> yeah, you I guess you're right. right. There's, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Do you have like a single incident that cost you a ton of cash? Um, yeah, I've got, I got, I got a few of those. Any you can share? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you can Google my stuff. I mean, so, uh, I remember I went, uh, I crashed a Hummer, uh, that I owned and no, I crashed into a parked Hummer with a rental car, um, being chased by the cops on a motorcycle in, in LA. You know, I don't know what I was thinking in the rental car. I was going to outrun a motorcycle. Right. In the, in the moment, it seemed like a really good idea. Uh, and, uh, and I hit this Hummer and moved it like two car, two parking spaces while it was parked, I did, you know, I don't know, that was, by the time the lawyers and everything were all said and done, that was a six-digit error. Oh. It was a six-digit error. It's, that's Sabathia yeah. money right there. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't half a mil, but it was, uh, 
let me see. So I, I racked the Hummer. So that was like 30. I think I did $30,000 worth of damage to the Hummer. I destroyed the rental car. Destroyed it. Disintegrated wow. totaled. And because of the, the, the condition that I was in at the time, <laughs> they decided that uh, I was responsible and that the insurance was not going to cover the rental car. So that was another 28 or something like that. Or, mm -hmm. So just in car damage alone, I was at like 58. Then you add the lawyers... Uh, and God knows, I'm not even projecting what what it cost me in, in potential income because there was, you know, the next ten movies that could have been mine. They went, let's see how he feels next year. Let's see what happens over there. Let's see what he does with himself wow. right now. So yeah, I'd say that was probably 120, 130 thousand by the time I was done with lawyers. Damn. Yeah, you wonder why I have no money and I drive an old truck now. No. Hello. But you Decisions. get to work. Get to work in this room with these geniuses Listen, every day. I, and I got to tell you. I, since the time, I didn't realize when I did Best Damn Sports Show, period, and I was kind of, they wanted it to be an actor or somebody who wasn't, you know, traditionally an athlete, like they had loaded guys. And it was a big show, actually, at the time mm -hmm. at its peak. And I joined when, you know, Tom Arnold came in, and Tom had no clue about sports. Mm -hmm. But it was funny, his perspective, because he would do things like Jane did. Yeah. Well, that mascot would easily beat that one. I'm going to mm -hmm. take them. You know, that that's about how much he knew about yeah. sports. So I come on there, and I think they don't expect that I'm sports savvy in any way. And, and I was way more into it then, because I played a lot more, and I, you know, <clears throat> I played a lot of golf, so I knew a lot of guys from the celebrity golf tour athletes that were my friends that were very, very, very influential in their sports. Um, but but and anyway, the point, I never realized how happy I was until after that show for me ended. Mm -hmm. and, and and the show itself went away shortly thereafter, probably because I left it. But um, <laughs> yeah, like that's yes. really so but but coming in here every day and being around guys, you know, and talking about sports and um and and having an opinion on things that I think maybe we're a little more outside the box in the traditional stuff that's done at ESPN, and mm -hmm. certainly more in the uh, in the levitard kind of genre. I think mm -hmm. we are maybe even more out there, are we, than they are because they they do solely talk about sports quite a bit. I like talking about um, um, things that that have to do with with our life, mm -hmm. you know, and think about 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 being men and think about. Um, you know, I remember one of the first things I ever reported on, and I, and I got some attention here, was my wife sending me selfies from upstairs during Monday Night Football of her in lingerie to try to get me to come up there and watch the game and not watch the game downstairs. And I thought to myself, well, how many men out there have a rough time on Monday Night Football because it's late that their wives and, and it disrupts their, their usual thing when football season starts, their routines that they have with their wives and mm -hmm. so on. And for my wife, she hates Monday Night Football and Thursday Night Football. That means I got to turn that damn thing. Now, that's an interesting subject to me to talk sure, about. Sure. It's kind of sports related, but it has more to do with life and it has more to do with things. I, I like going outside the box and talking about that. The potential for this show and things that we could do with this show are, are being made known to us now in the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we've talked about possibly expanding the show for more time, but we, again, that's an interesting conversation. Josh does the most influential morning show here in central New York. He has a family, he has children and a wife and so on. What does that look like if you had to stay longer? We've, we're having these discussions now because, you know, we, we very well may be looking at doing something beyond the Syracuse market. And, uh, of course, we're going to stay here in Syracuse. But this show is gaining ground. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and that's very exciting to me, being able to come in here and do stuff. Having Seth in here today, um, as opposed to Paulie, wow, what a difference it is to not have Paulie in here. Yeah. And to have somebody who's really... He'll never know. Has a, well, you know, he may know. He may end up working at Clemson after this week. <laughs> so, Just you know, stay down there. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Listen, they love you down there. You're very, very, very big giant in the industry down there. And they got a lot of uh, a lot of fast food. By the way, there's a panic attack happening on the Levitard show as they look through the entire Baldwin family tree at this point and see yeah. how many people are actually in the Baldwin family. Yeah. That you I may mean, never go away. I mean, there's grandchildren. There's, <laughs> I mean, you may be the thorn in his side for the rest of the football season. Oh, yeah. Listen, and listen. Get nieces and nephews in, involved. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I think it's really funny that if we, you know, we, we, could, we could do that six degrees of separation. For instance, Billy, who did Flatliners, could have Kevin Bacon call in with Billy mm-hmm. and you're still doing. We're still doing the ball. There's so many. Yeah, they will never stop. There's a lot of ball ones out there. Is that it for us today, others? Uh, yeah. That, you know, uh, listen, listen. Just before we go, on the road, right from here, going home, grabbing the dogs, dropping them off for the weekend, picking up wait. the kids. Can't wait to hear. And that. I am driving down to Clemson. I'm going to be posting stuff on Twitter. I'll try to do some short videos. I will be right behind the Syracuse team at the game. And look out, Orange! Here we come.